0: Welcome back to the Stellar Cellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, and 2023 uh, Fantasy Football Championship uh, champion. No, that's not going to be the intro. Why not? The whole year? Or just oh, the whole year, baby. No, the whole year. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? You got
1: to. You didn't say you were the toilet bowl when you were doing yeah, the intro?
0: That doesn't need the same acclaim. I'm ashamed yeah. of that. I'm proud of it. Continue. Uh, joined as always by Glaninus Junior and Matthew Souza. Hola, guys. It's it's in the words of, uh, I think it's Puddle of Mud. It's Puddle been a while. Mm,
2: that's that's stained it's a stained
0: shit. I got my. I Shitty early two thousands grunge bands makes. Sorry, sorry. Think
1: you're, I think you're thinking of a pile of shit. Of a yes, fam- of M- yeah, the parody famously. band. <laughs> but
0: that's the the weird Al Yankovic version. Pile <laughs> of shit.
1: <laughs> um, it has been a while. Had a little break last time we were here. The playoffs are just. We're about to just begin. I now, we are less than a week away from the Super Bowl.
0: 58
1: in Las Vegas.
0: Can't believe it. Can't believe it.
1: Can't believe it. And who, Susan, do we have in this year's Super Bowl? We have
2: the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. The matchup, yep.
0: absolutely no one fucking wanted. <laughs> I,
2: th- I think you're right about that. I bet, yeah, you're right. I think that the two most unwanted teams in the Super Bowl were probably the Chiefs and Niners.
0: I actually, I actually, let me give flowers to the Chiefs for a second. I would be fine. I would have been fine with the Chiefs. I just really didn't want the fucking 49ers. Never I hate them. They do they everything they stand for. Debo <laughs> Samuel's a big for. baby, and I don't nope. like him. Nope.
2: Are we just hating on a team that has a lot of good players because they're good? No. Oh,
0: because they're they, they're a bunch of. Uh... Did they do something to you? What's the word? No, they're just they're just a front running team. They're just. No, they are. Uh, I. They just. No, they are. I'll I'll be... That's how say confident it. I am. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend—they're
1: front running frauds. This is gonna be a good discussion. They're front-running frauds, Sousa. Yeah, the 49ers have been to the Super Bowl a couple times in the past year. Yeah, they've been to the NFC Championship a couple times in the past year, past decade, whatever. When's was the last time they won one? Huh?
2: Probably before I was born. Exactly. Steve young.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, frauds. I don't care. I'll say it.
2: Oh, so if um, the Lions won, they'd be frauds too because they never went? No.
1: Oh, because they've never been front-runners. What do you mean by that? The 49ers like the do this favorites? year in and year out. They get, you know, pretty decent playoff runs, then they fall apart, kind of like the Packers did. Are you going to say They're this lodgers. if the Cowboys ever make the Super Bowl? No, because they never had a deep playoff run. What part but, are you what part are you not getting out of me saying this
2: right now? I'm saying the Cowboys are picked a lot of times to win the Super Bowl. And what if they actually make it? You're going to say, "Oh, they're front runners." They, they when when, have you, ever, bowl, when win, have you ever when have
1: you ever before the season started said, "Yeah, Dallas Cowboys might pick to win the NFC."
2: Maybe not us, but plenty of people have.
1: And why not? They have a great looking team. Well, they on do. Paper. But but they haven't they haven't gotten there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I'm just saying, 49ers have been there. You just can't get it done, and they're not going to get it done this weekend. But they, that I got shit. I'll go. We'll talk about that after because we got a lot of news to cover. So ladies and gentlemen, here's the news without Sousa, because fuck them. <laughs>
0: Damn. Oh, I just I kind of got sad. That's the last time that we're going to hear that for this season, man. You sure. You think?
2: Unless you think watch more Spongebob, um, a lot of Spongebob. Uh, yeah, maybe you'll yeah, catch it on or- TV.
1: I could probably just do this.
0: The that people the, are going wild. That was that the one. encore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd like to take an opportunity here. Uh, by the way, this is the news with me because Sousa only handles fantasy news, according to him, before the pro the podcast. Yeah, so
1: it's I, like what's called fantasy news with Sousa <laughs> instead of just news with Susan. Once forgot. I
0: stop, once I stop getting sleeper updates, that's when you know. Susan's so kicked time. his feet up. He's got his little martini gra- glass on the side with the sunglasses on and his Hawaiian shirt. And he says, it's off season, baby. Fuck you. Uh, uh
1: handful of certificates in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're pinned up to the wall.
0: Mom! I finished my segment.
1: <laughs> Eating fucking chow mein. <laughs> if you know, you know.
0: I we you might be da- we, we might be dating ourselves with that, uh, with that ad though. Um <laughs> that's
1: that's the best one. I I'm <laughs> it is. that's the best
0: one. Oh, was good. good. <laughs> um, so we're going to go over some key uh, coaching decisions here. Because I think that's probably the most newsworthy items. I mean, you know, you got rumors about draft and all that. Shit. The draft's not for another three months, actually. Yeah. Okay. Four months. No,
2: three. No, three it'll, be, no. it'll be warm by the time the draft comes.
0: It's in April? I thought it was in May. It's I think in April. it's in
2: May. <gasps> I vote May.
1: I vote that's April. Awesome.
0: Well... Well as a part of If the... it's like part...
1: April 30th, I'm gonna be pissed off. I think it's the end of April, like the third week.
0: NFL Glenn's right. It is the oh wait. That's the twenty twenty three draft. Oh, April twenty fifth.
2: Oh. Because I thought our Glenn's dynasty right. draft was in May. And I thought that was like right after right after the draft.
0: But regardless we're not this isn't a fantasy this isn't a draft podcast this is a college football podcast yeah no mel
1: kuyper jr and sons this is yeah the stellar seller podcast Yeah. yeah yeah all
0: right so i'm gonna go through and i'm just gonna give you the key coaching head coaching hires um which actually could be a potential segue into something that I want to talk about, which I talk, yeah. said to you. so here's oh, what you're
1: going to do. I want you to rattle off coaching headlines. I'll stop you when I give a rat's ass.
0: All right. Uh, so first, we have Mike McDonald, former Ravens DC, going to the Seattle Seahawks. I believe he is now the youngest head coach in the NFL. Um, eh. Then eh. we got Jim Harbaugh. Mm. returning to the NFL after uh, winning the national championship with Michigan. Uh, Once again, who cares? Not a college football podcast, but Mm. uh, Mm. Jim Harbaugh returning as a member of the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Mm. This I want to pause you on. Mm. Because uh, right now I'm going to say to all the Justin Herbert lovers, here you go. Here you go. Got your head coach. Got your quarterback. Got your offense. Got got all the Justin Herbert believers. Here I believe. You go. You believe, Susan? Oh, I believe. All right, cool. So when the Chargers don't make the playoffs next year, I want to revisit this podcast and uh, I'll see you know how we're hey, doing. I believe in him. The defense is a whole other problem. All right, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. All I heard all this time one one of the excuses. For Justin Herbert was the head coach and a dumbass head coach. They don't have a dumbass head coach anymore. They have a a national champion head coach. They have a head coach who made it to the Super Bowl in 2012. And, um, yeah, they have a legitimate NFL head coach. So
0: we shall see. We shall see. All right. Go ahead, Mason. Next, we have Raheem Morris, uh, former Atlanta Falcon uh former Los Angeles Ram DC uh I believe. Just looking. Uh yes. Yeah, he was the DC of the Los Angeles Rams, who uh just to talk about this one a little bit, kind of came out of left field a little bit. Sure. Uh Belichick was Bill Belichick was penned as the apparent favorite for the Falcons for most wait what happened to bill belichick uh bill belichick got fired or Oof. sorry sorry
1: oh, oh yeah i probably should have led with that there <laughs> yeah, was a mutual talk about parting that, right? of
0: ways we are all patriots etc 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 um anyway bill belichick got fired but that's for that's for after that's for after this segment spoiler mm. alert or the biggest uh,
2: decision in NFL history
0: as of late. We'll save that for the that. <laughs> yeah, the we'll save that burner. for the end. Yeah, we'll put it on the backboard. Don't worry about yeah, that. Maybe That's... get to it if we have time. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Raheem Morris left, went to the Falcons. Um, I actually, just a quick aside, I want to stop here for a second. I actually like this hire for the Falcons. I like that he also brought, um, I forget his name, but... Uh, he brought the quarterbacks coach from the Rams with him, and he is going to be his OC. Uh, and I think I think the Falcons are going to be pretty fucking good next year if they can find a quarterback.
1: That's the key. So, well, what pick do they have in the draft?
0: Um, Got to be gotta be top like a, 10.
1: Uh, I'd say it was like a mid pick because they
0: were borderline playoffs. I'd say like 12 or 13. Yeah, but the Vikings were borderline playoffs, and they were at 11. And I think the Falcons had a worse record than they did.
1: Maybe. We'll see. They could draft one. They could sign one. I don't know. All I know is Arthur Smith, not there. See ya. <laughs> and that's all that matters when it comes to fantasy. Because you could hire Billy off the fucking street, put a headset on him, and even he would know to get the ball to your playmakers like B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, not Johnu Smith. But so, we have to get the
0: ball to Tyler Adjure, He has been a rushing oh,
1: I don't give a fuck. Actually, no. I like Tyler headset, dude. I like Tyler Roger a lot, but <laughs> it just it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Now, uh-huh. we hope, I mean, like I said, it can't get any worse than Arthur Smith. This is the answer to all of our fantasy problems when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Fingers crossed. I mean, it's actually, when you think about it, kind of insane. Just on, on paper, the amount of fantasy-relevant guys that they have that mm. have just not been fantasy-relevant. Like, they're extremely talented. Like, you've seen it. Drake London, Bijan John Robinson, even Kyle Pitts, they've all shown flashes of being elite talent uh, in too, the NFL and also in the, fa- in the world of fantasy as well.
1: Yeah, the thing is, too, I, as much as we want to blame Arthur Smith, they still don't have a good quarterback.
0: Definitely not.
1: Yeah, that's true. But if they can just get someone who's like competent, who knows how to get playmakers the ball, someone like a Kirk Cousins. Then ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's true. Put all your eggs in the Atlanta Falcons basket.
2: I don't know about this year, but I know they like the year before that, and maybe this year too, that they like were like the bottom of the league in offensive plays. So like, even if, It is the same quarterback. A little bit of a higher tempo would do us wonders.
1: Right. I agree. Like I said, you know, we're talking about the quarterback too, but just situational football. When they had the ball on the goal line, like Bijan wasn't getting it. Kyle Pitts wasn't getting thrown to. You know, they weren't throwing it up to Drake London.
0: Yeah, you're going three play actions to Johnu Smith. So, okay, great. Love it. But oh, yeah. we'll see. All right. Go ahead. Next we got someone that we literally I can't even I can't even tell you. Begin to tell you how much I don't care because I'm probably going to get fired midway through the season. It's Dave Canals can canals. Uh from he got hired as Carolina Panthers head coach. Canthals. Who fucking cares? Oh, this article has someone at five, but we're going to talk about them at the end. Uh Tennessee Titans hired Brian Callahan after Mike Vrabel got fired. What the fuck? Damn.
1: I think they just wanted to move on from Vrabel, but Callahan was the OC
0: from um Cincinnati. <clears throat> right. I do remember that. That is true. Um so that will be interesting. Because Will Levis showed a little some. little some last year. He looked okay sometimes. Uh this one. You know, Dan Snyder might not be the owner of the Washington Commanders anymore, but my God, do they love mediocrity still without him at the helm because Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Don't mm-hmm. understand that one. Um, so they uh,
1: the Commanders brought in the guy who was the GM of the Golden State Warriors during their dynasty run in basketball.
0: Oh, uh, Okay.
1: And they wanted so, to.
0: Does Sam Howell know how to shoot a spot up three pointer? No, no, I don't think he does. Okay.
1: But I think this guy's gonna find someone who knows how to do that. <laughs> and
0: just, um... I'm just picturing. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so stupid. But in my head, I'm just picturing like Steph Curry as a quarterback, but in his normal jersey, and just <laughs> he goes, just and then there. he just takes the ball and just goes. <laughs> just Like over the over the O-line, he just shoots it like a basketball.
1: I'm picturing the GM at, like, a local college basketball game and somebody going up to him asking, yo, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm scouting talent for the Washington Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, they hired Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, obviously the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys over the past few seasons. Uh, during his time there, the Cowboys have led the league in takeaways. Um. All three seasons, I believe. So maybe not this year, but I think the past two years. Um, Dan Quinn, obviously former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, known for the Super Bowl choke 28-3. to I mean, you got to start somewhere. I, I don't mind Dan Quinn as a coordinator, as a head coach. Didn't really show me anything special in Atlanta. They were competitive for a few seasons, made it to that Super Bowl run, produced MVP Matt Ryan, um, and were literally a quarter away from winning a Super Bowl and then had the biggest meltdown of all time. So Dan can coach. but uh, And honestly, I like the commander's roster. Like, they have playmakers. And they got guys who can ball and have some potential of doing so. They just need to figure it out. And hopefully, Dan Quinn can get these guys going. And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, all right. So, next, we got one that kind Hold of. Hold on. I got to say something. What about you guys what? say? What do you guys say?
2: What's up with all these defensive coordinators being head coaches? Does that mean anything?
1: Yeah. Because the Washington commanders had the. To- Thirty-second ranked defense.
0: Uh, I think you I think
2: that was the third one you mentioned.
1: New coach that was a defensive
0: coordinator. Yeah, I still think it's stupid, if I'm being honest with you. I think it's dumb personally. What do you mean? We've talked about this, and this is why I wanted the Patriots well, hold on. Let's just, let me hold that thought. Hold that hold that thought for one I'm second. I'm holding it. Antonio Pierce got hired full-time. He's not the interim head coach anymore for the Raiders. He is now the Brought official him. head coach of the Raiders. Good for him. Yeah. Fuck you, though. I re- I realized since recording that he was on the 2007 or 2011 Giants team that stopped the Patriots from winning. So, congrats on the job, but fuck you. Um, you know him and Paul Pierce are cousins?
2: No, they're not. No shot.
0: Yeah. They are. They look look yeah, at their yeah, faces. Next, next, you're going to tell me, that Nick L. Odeon created Nickelodeon.
2: Yeah, so. yeah that Raphael
1: Furcal is with David Ortiz. <laughs> uh, so I just looked it up. First thing that comes up when you type in Antonio Pierce and Paul Pierce is Antonio Pierce looks and sounds like Paul Pierce. Are they related? Gotta be. This is a comment from X.com.
0: <laughs> Are they related? Gotta be. Yes, yes that's, this guy, that was my...
2: It's proven up for me. That was my <laughs> evidence for... Uh, Chris Hansen and Scott Hansen, but they're not related. They're actually spelt last names a little differently, even though they look the same, sound similar.
1: All right. Well, yeah. Another, anyway. another guy says it, this is on x.com too. Is Antonio Pierce related to Paul Pierce? Two hundred eighty-six views, one like. And one guy responded, said, "I was thinking the same thing." So, I mean, if that doesn't no, that's confirm, that's it. <laughs> Can a simple Google search
2: figure this out?
1: It doesn't say anything. I oh my god! Oh, something strong right here. Forum, August fourth, two thousand nine. Antonio and Paul Pierce could be brothers.
2: Oh, um, could be. What is this shit?
0: <laughs> oh my god! All right, what's going on hey. with Antonio Pierce, Mason? Uh, no, that's that's it. He's the head coach. Now. He's, Paul Pierce's, yeah, he's uh, Paul Pierce's cousin. Yeah, he's and he's Paul Pierce's cousin. Of what's oh, the the, the, <laughs> the 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 All right. And then last but not least, the New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their new head coach. Um, and if you've now now this is where this is where the new news ends. Okay, news is over. I am I to this offseason, to to this point in the offseason, I want to absolutely stick needles in my eyeballs every time I I think about the impending season next year being a Patriots fan. This last season was not great. Okay. Belichick obviously had a quote unquote mutual parting of ways. He got fired, whatever, right? And I was thinking, great organizational reset, er, record scratch. Not so fast, there, Chief. Because uh, guess, guess what? Gerard Mayo, who was the defensive coordinator, or not technically the defensive coordinator—I don't fucking know. Belichick didn't like giving people titles because it it hurt his inferiority complex or, or his superiority complex, or whatever. it's so
2: his opponents didn't know who was coaching what. No, it's because he's a dumbass, and <laughs>
1: you probably he he's got a plan, bro. Yeah, never let him know you next. Keep move. him guessing, man.
0: But regardless, <laughs> Gerard Mayo is the head coach, right? And the thing that that angers me about this, and there, there's there's just so many levels to this shit. I don't even think I'm gonna be able to talk about everything. But number one, he's black. <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> Hey, side note, he's the up. press conference when,
1: when they were talking
0: about that. That got me so good, dude. Holy <laughs> shit!
2: After that huge build up, like, hey, here we go.
0: Number one, he's <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not this what is I was going to say. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. Anyway, number one. It's not an organizational reset. You are taking someone and moving them to a head coaching position, which, yeah. come to find out, was agreed upon four years ago in his contract that he signed.
1: Isn't that crazy? And no, now look,
0: this was going to happen no matter what. Now look. Oh, my God. This is not an indictment on Gerard Mayo because from what you hear around the league, Drod Mayo is ready to be the next guy. He had interviews last in the previous offseason with uh with the Panthers. um You know what I mean? So like and not that that's anything to really write home about. They're the fucking Panthers. But still, he's getting interest from other other places. They opted to stay here because he knew that he was the heir apparent when Belichick eventually went out the door. So I don't fault Gerard Mayo in this situation. And I think that he could perfectly very well be a, a decent head coach. Right. But the problem is optically that you don't even take the time to go out and interview other coaching candidates. I don't care if you are dead set on hiring Gerard Mayo, at least optically, because the crafts fucking love PR. They love it. Now, Remember, you guys used to be like, oh, you don't really shit on the crafts." Well, guess what? Belichick's gone. So if anything in the organization is wrong now, it falls squarely on the shoulders of the crafts, And that's the bottom line. They don't have a fall guy anymore. It's their fault for whatever happens now to the end of the time that they have ownership of the team. It's on them. We were talking about this at the end of the last episode.
1: How I said the Crafts have gotten away with murder because they just completely wiped their hands clean with anything that goes bad in this organization. You know, something's wrong with the team. Ah, it's Belichick's fault, you know. Oh, Brady left? Oh, it's because Belichick wanted him out the door. Robert Kraft tried to get him to stay. But you think if if it was up to Bob Kraft and, like, he actually put his foot down like an owner could or should, Brady would have still been on the team. If he had to pick between Belichick and Tom Brady, I think he
0: would pick Brady. It's because he's a cheap fuck. Yeah. No one ever talks about that. The Patriots have been in the bottom third of the league in spending for like 10 straight years. Okay? And that can get you so far when you have the greatest quarterback and the greatest head coach of all time. It's not going to work when you have gerard mayo at the helm no offense to gerard mayo but now and this leads me to my next point i was under the assumption that you know okay not a full organizational reset Mayo is going to be the head coach but at least you can bring in a new gm a new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator new coaching staff right wrong again apparently the person who's going to be the GM is already someone who's been in the organization for a while, Elliot Wolf, He's been in the organization. He's familiar to the crafts, okay? Then, you look at all of their hiring since then. They got a fucking, what's, I don't even know this guy's name, and that's fitting. It's Joseph Van Pelt or whatever the fuck. Some dude from the Browns, whatever. Van Pelt is his name, I know that. Does not move the needle whatsoever. I don't give a fuck, okay? Another older guy who got fired from Cleveland, so someone else is paying his salary. Oh, and who did they sign? Oh, who did they sign as an assistant head coach? Ben McAdoo. You remember that fucking idiot, that guy who can't even show his face in Manhattan because he tanked Eli Manning's career so bad, he ruined his Iron Man streak, so everybody ran him out of town with pitchforks and and torches. Oh, yeah, let's let's bring that guy. Let's bring that guy. It makes no fucking sense, man. Oh, unless you look at it from the lens of, oh wait. Hold on. What do those two those two guys got fired? Patricia and Judge got hired. They were fired, too. Oh, other teams were paying their salary. So they got them cheap. Cheap. That's the fucking word here, cheap. And that's that's what angers me. You are a fucking billionaire. The Patriots organization has exponentially grown. It has ballooned in value since you bought the team back in the 90s. Spend the money. You old <laughs> fuck. That shit pisses me off so hey, much.
1: I didn't know this was a baseball podcast. It sounds like you're talking about the Red Sox. Uh,
0: it's basically the same thing because then it comes down to the fact if you don't want to spend the money, then do you really want to win? No. You just want to put asses in seats so you can continue to funnel funds into the craft family business or whatever the fuck it is. And that's so – it's so annoying, dude. It's, it's awful. And then – It's, it's weird all- because – Go ahead, Mason. No, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to go on another point. So if you wanted to, I was just, just going to say
1: back to uh, about, um, Kraft wanting, you know, to stay as cheap as possible and make more money and make the Patriots, you know, uh, kind of sustain their success as far as you know moving forward, doing whatever. It's weird because another Hall of Fame owner who had success in the past right now only cares about the image of their team and making money. And do you know who that owner is? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if Bob Kraft wants to follow in Jerry's footsteps, but I'll tell you what—he's got 27 years of it to lead up to. So it could, it could happen. But um, so, go back to the point that you were going on.
0: Well, yeah. So and then furthermore, if you look at the offense now, right? Um. There's rumblings that they might bring back Mac Jones because, and what this suggests to me is that the crafts look at Bill as the reason why everything was sour. And I mean, look, there have been reports that have come out since then. Mac Jones literally had no communication with Belichick the last like month and a half of the season. Once he got benched, Belichick didn't even talk to him like straight up. That's what's been reported anyway. Okay. And that's unacceptable. I think we can all agree that that's ridiculous. Like, what the fuck? But if you look at the talent that's on the field, they suck. They not suck, good. right? You want to bring back Mac Jones, a guy who, by all accounts, also is not a popular person on the team. Most people don't like him, especially after all the shit that he's gotten for kicking Sauce Gardner and his nuggets and and uh, twisting um, – I think it was burns uh from the Panthers he like tried to twist his ankle I don't know if you guys remember, yeah, that, remember from that a few years Damn. ago yeah. um a couple not, instances a, Mac Jones being a dirty player he's not a well-liked person in the locker room and I think you need you need someone in there I, and this this is kind of what I want because look and as much as I can say whatever about Gerard Mayo he's not being put in a position to succeed and I feel bad for him because they need to go out in this offseason and they need to spend money and acquire talent. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah. if if they can if they can draft. Because people have been talking about I've I've been listening to Felder Mazelot and the EEI and and people are talking about what are they going to do with the third overall pick? What are they going to do with the third overall pick? And it's like, sure, you can take a dart throw. Go with Jaden Daniels or Drake May, whoever falls to that position, which you know, both are Drake May is supposedly a more NFL ready quarterback, but Jaden Daniels has more off, you know, explosive talent and but he needs work. So I mean it's like I, I I don't I don't trust this current iteration of of the organization to be able to take a player like that? Because I mean, how many times have we seen and this happened in some as- aspects with Mac Jones, a young guy gets drafted. He's get put into a position where he literally cannot succeed. He becomes mentally weak. And then that's it. That's all you hear from. He's a career backup or he's out of the league within a few years. And that's what is being set up. If the Patriots take a quarterback here at number three, and I guess, that leads to my my larger point is what the fuck is the plan for the future here, because it doesn't really seem like there is one. The plan was to fire Bill and make him the fall guy. That's it. Yeah. What the hell else are we doing?
1: There, there's there's no plan, and it's it's one of the most poorly executed transitions I've ever seen in my whole life. Because what's going right now? They're on pace to. So here's what's going to happen. Um, they're going to be bad again this year. Unless something drastically changes or unless players absolutely skyrocket through their expectations on how they're supposed to play. Because right now this roster is one of the worst in the league. Next year, say they get another low draft pick, that's fine. You're still in a rebuilding process for at least two to three seasons. And if you don't see any success or any trends towards something progressive, now you set your franchise back three seasons to do a complete rebuild. Because what's the answer? If this doesn't work in three seasons, say with Gerard Mail, do you continue with mail and just try to get more pieces? Do you fire mail? Do you get an actual GM? Somebody who's not involved with the Kraft family. I feel like you're just you're just pushing shit under the under the blankets and under the rug and hoping that you're gonna strike gold again like you did with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And that's not gonna happen because that they, is a generational thing. That's a once in a lifetime thing.
2: They've basically become complacent exactly And and
1: it's and it's different for teams who have a bad year who had success in the past to sign a free agent here draft a guy here boom he hits boom we're back in the playoffs this is what we're doing the Patriots don't have that roster like it needs to be literally broken down the whole thing needs to just be clean slate start over from square one like you said before mason Gerard Mayo could be a great coach but he's not put in a position to succeed right now. Um, it's not like it's not like the San Francisco 49ers to where you maybe have a, a down year and then you get lucky with a quarterback like Brock Purdy. It's not like how the Dallas Cowboys were when Tony Romo got hurt and they had a really bad year and they drafted Ezekiel Elliott and struck gold with the franchise quarterback of Dak Prescott and were the number one seed the next year because they had that talent on the roster. Like these guys aren't good. It's not like the Kansas City Chiefs, who had made the playoffs with Andy Reid and Alex Smith, and had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then were able to groom Patrick Mahomes for a season before giving him the reins and now creating a dynasty. This team isn't built like that, and it needs something needs to change.
0: No, they got so, they got they got nothing, and that's that's the biggest problem. Is like, and that's and know, that's yeah. why I think
1: if if you get a quarterback now like you did with Mac Jones he won't succeed unless he's a generational talent and you don't I I look at these quarterbacks right now on this draft and you could say yeah Caleb Williams but is Caleb Williams really that guy and can you trade up to get him at number 1 and be like that's the guy who's going to turn this franchise around if I'm the patriots And we can talk about this if we do, you know, an episode before the draft, whatever, about where guys should go and what teams would be best fits as far as fantasy purposes. But we said this before, I'm on the Patriots. I'm doing all I can in my power this year and maybe going into next season to build up the roster. The defense is fine, but offensively, defense are going to lose some guys, too. But offensively, you need a line. You need playmakers. I'm surrounding myself with better talent first before I groom a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback. Because if I throw a rookie quarterback onto this team that we have right now and don't make any improvements, what am I doing? I'm essentially going to throw Mac Jones out there.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's my thing is like, they are just so absolutely talent deficient where it's like, you can't even, like, at least with the Cowboys, you could point at their line and be like, hey, they suck, but they have a good offensive line. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have, really playmakers, but they have a good line. And now it's like you can't even do that with the Patriots. So it's like even if they do strike gold and they get the next whatever Lamar Jackson, say, right, you're putting him behind a line that can't stop a nosebleed, and he's throwing to literally no one. So, and I guess this is this is more my point to say, I would take a shot on Justin Fields. If the Bears are gung-ho about taking Caleb Williams, I would trade for him. I think, I, Justin,
1: I, I think Justin I think Justin Fields is the best case scenario for the New England Patriots.
0: And but that's but I think that would be a great person to target because regardless of what the people in Chicago think, obviously the Bears do not like Justin Fields. Uh based on, you know, the amount of rumors that are circulating that they're going to draft Caleb Williams and that he's on the trading block and all of the stuff that was happening at the at the end of the season with that team, God only knows what's what's going to happen there, right? I think that would be a great because he's a known asset, right? He's someone that, you know, can play competent quarterback play. He, he can play as a competent quarterback and he at least gives you a chance still with his legs and his playmaking ability. Even if the offensive line does suck ass, you know what I mean? He's, he can still make plays by himself. And I'm not saying that that's, that's a way to live, but you know, in that situation you trade for Justin Fields, you know, I don't know. Go sign T. Higgins. But
1: not not only – we talk about those things with Justin Fields. He's an exciting player in the league to watch when he's yeah. doing his thing. He's an attraction. He's somebody that fans will want to go to games to watch. Even if the team isn't performing back, man, let's look at Justin Fields, though. Look what he's doing out there, scrambling, making plays, doing whatever. I mean – Oh, yeah. If – I last year you had season ticket holders, you know, giving away games that, you know – they would have normally never given away because the team was so bad,
0: dude. But that that last game against the Jets, my my boss went for twenty five dollars. I am saying, granted, wow. it was in the snow hm. and it was like subarctic right. temperatures. Yeah, up. I mean, twenty five bucks for a Patriots game—that's insanity. Hasn't happened
1: in the last twenty years.
0: No, um, and I mean, like, look, the people are like postulating, like, apparently Colin Coward today was talking about how. Supposedly, the Vikings and I don't know if this is indicative of the fact that they're definitely not going to sign back Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's asking for an insane amount of money, uh, for for his next contract. Um, so people think that he might be out and that the Vikings might be looking to move up in the draft. Yep. Colin Coward just, I think, as an uh, extension of a thought exercise, and I like I like to get your guys' thoughts on this. Um, he said. Vikings go to the Patriots. They say we'll give you Justin Jefferson, this year's their their pick this year, which is the eleventh pick, and we'll give you a first rounder for next year. Would you do that deal?
1: For their number three
0: pick. For the Patriots' number three pick. Yes, <laughs> I would do that deal a hundred times out of a hundred. Say that why again. W-
1: why would they do
0: that? Because Justin Jefferson is. Uh, and I, no 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 Justin Jefferson is in the final year of his rookie deal so they're gonna have to pay him Um, so I mean you could franchise tag him technically but then right. at that point you're gonna be paying him top of the market money anyway so it's kind of a wash there Um, so you trade him and plus if they think but, that Jordan Addison is the next guy then you have a number another number one wide receiver
1: but who do they think they're getting at three
0: like, Either think... Jane Daniels or Drake May, but is that worth it to sell off that kind of haul? Is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I mean, I don't look. I personally don't think so. It was just something that was postulated today. Right. I I think that that would be crazy, right? I think Justin Jefferson. Up na- na- next year, pick two. Nah, that's that's but, crazy. But if you if you look at similar deals, like when the Dolph when when the 49ers traded up to get Trey Lance. They yeah. gave the Dolphins like three first round picks and like three second round picks. So, yeah, like, that, that ended up
1: with uh, them getting Tyree Kill, too. And yeah. um, even last year with Carolina to get uh, Bryce Young. Yeah. They traded their pick
0: next year, and look what the Bears have. So, I mean, I don't think that it's terribly out. I guess it, it depends on how much Justin Jefferson's value as an asset because. Personally, but and and this is the key too is as long as you're gonna pay him, I don't give a fuck. Pay him, pay him whatever he wants. Give him the keys to Gillette Stadium. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? But I think but, that's... But I, I don't. I don't
1: understand why Minnesota wouldn't want to pay him. I get Jordan Addison coming up and whatever, but it's Justin Jefferson. You know he's he's yeah. top two in the league, and he's not two. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I look. I mean, I agree. I think that if Minnesota did a deal like that, that would be crazy. Um, but it was just, it was just, you know, something that he threw out there today. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it because I was like, I mean, I'll yeah, take uh, it. Yes, please, I'll take it.
2: But there's no chance. I yeah.
0: was like, but who yes, knows? Please. But then, but then, then, but then, but
1: here, here you are. If you do take that deal, Mason, you're then, like you said, with Justin Jefferson's contract coming up are they going to pay him?
0: Well, when's that, the last he,
1: when's the last time they extended a wide receiver, you know, like big money like that?
0: Big money? Never. Never. Never.
2: I would think but, if I mean, they accepted that trade, they they'd be willing to do that. That's
1: what I'm saying. If I think if, so too. But
0: if they did that and they didn't ex- if they didn't extend him, Robert Kraft would be Dragged through the streets of New England. Well, it's different.
1: It's different because of the Patriots' situation. If if the Vikings offer that to a team like Dallas or whatever, Jefferson could be like a one year rental to get them over the hump. Yeah, but the Patriots aren't even close to the playoffs. So if you're buying Justin Jefferson right now, you're buying them for you know hopefully the majority of his career in his prime, the rest of his prime. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if you look at the guaranteed money, like um, they're talking about on the radio today, like Devontae Adams, I think, is the biggest contract in the NFL. And he's 30. Like he has the biggest deal and he signed it at 30. Justin Jefferson's 20. He's going to be 25. So like he's not even 25. He's going to be 25 this summer. So I mean, like if I'm them, I'm saying here's a blank check. Tell us how much you want. You can have it. That's it. I, I <laughs> mean, the, like the wide, wide
1: receiver market is fucked because you have to pay Jefferson. Uh, Bengals going to have to pay chase. Um, who else is due to get, I mean, eventually like, like you think of top young wide receivers in the league.
0: Like my it will be interesting to see what happens with, with T Higgins this off season because I don't, I think T Higgins is good. I think he's a good wide receiver.
1: I think he's number one. You think so? I do. Ah, see,
0: I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I think I think the biggest issue me. with yeah, him is just his health.
1: Hard. And I think you know, best ability is availability. I don't think T's yeah. played a full season.
0: No, definitely uh, not. But I think it's, when he's on the field,
1: he can be a wide receiver. One.
0: It's yeah, tough for me. He's like on. He's like on the fringe. I'm like I don't know. But can it'd be interesting name, to see how much money name. He
1: gets. Can you name
0: thirty-one receivers that you'd rather have over? Oh my gosh. Thirty-one. Oh no! I mean, T. Higgins would be would be the wide receiver one on the Patriots if he walked in the building tomorrow. Right. Like,
1: no, I don't mean, but
0: I I don't want. I wouldn't say like I'm talking like elite wide receiver because that's the thing. It's like, well, he's that's the, the best thing. wide receiver there's, there's no... on this market, right? So he's gonna get paid. Right. But it's the question of like kind of like a few years back where Nelson Aguilar was the best fucking wide receiver on the market, and the Patriots stupidly Drugs. paid him a shit yeah, ton of money,
1: right? you know no there so there's, think, there's like, different levels to this i don't think t is elite but i think i think he's a he's a good wide receiver
0: i say he's like he's like from like the 10 to 15 range of like top you know what i'm saying
1: that's pretty generous i was going to say 15 to
0: 20 i would have to think about it more but i yeah i mean just off the top of my head i can I can think of quite a few guys I'd probably <laughs> rather have over him like but... top
2: twenty receiver. You mean
0: what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. but he's like he's like definitely tore. He's definitely in the 10 to 20 range, not in the top ten for sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, guys that you want to pay, you gotta factor in, into like age. And I mean, if you're not counting like the older guys like Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, you know. That's true. But, but. um
0: Summary, that was actually um
1: yeah, so that was actually one of the questions for Mason was uh how do you feel about the dog shit tires So I think <laughs> you did a good job answering that. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know the I didn't even know the question. Um it's, yeah, it's something uh, to
2: behold when you when you're passionate and arguing about something.
0: It's yeah. in summation, Oh, I've been I've been stewing on these points for quite a few weeks while we've been while we've been away. I've been like been, like, in the shower, like, arguing with my Writing down bottles. notes, like, what you're going
2: to, for your presentation.
0: Yeah. But, uh, in summation, um, Patriots fan, being a Patriots fan, the outlook is bleak. And that's why <laughs> I, uh, when, when I say that I support players on other, like, I like Josh Allen. I'm just saying that I like watching, like, I like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not one of these boo-boo-ass Patriots fans who's like, he's coming for Tom Brady's legacy. He is. I don't care. If he's good, I want to watch. Like I want to watch good football. Like I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't care about all that shit. That's like for so You're so radio. You're, a big,
1: you're a big LeBron guy too?
0: Well, that's different. I don't I just think LeBron's a dickhead. That's different. I think LeBron's um,
1: an asshole. Is he so. the greatest basketball player of all time?
0: Yeah, probably. But that doesn't mean I have to I begrudgingly admit probably. that. Probably. Probably. I never watched Jordan play. I can't speak to that. But, no, I, I mean, I'm I got to get props, guys. you know? And But yeah. that's the thing. It's like the Patriots sucks. When I say, oh, I like this guy in another team, I can't have Craig up my ass going,
1: you're a traitor. You like the
0: Bills? It's well, like, yes, Bills are fun to watch.
1: Yeah, but that's like me saying, I like what, like Jalen Hurts. is fun to watch. Yeah. I like A.J. Brown. But I'm not going to go out and say, yeah, man, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Can't do it. You mm. would have rooted
0: for the Eagles against the 49ers.
1: No, nope. I didn't no. last year. I didn't last year. What? I didn't last year.
0: Oh, my God, dude. Bro,
1: I, I rooted for the Patriots against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I will That's do... how much I don't like
0: the Eagles. That don't is true. Anyone that is true. Except the 49ers. Like, yeah,
2: because you rooted for them, they
1: lost. Yeah, they let me down like a bunch of bums. Like the 49ers they could
0: just, if they could just boot Debo Samuel off the team. And I, I just had like a redacted sign over Brock Purdy, so like the play starts right when the receiver catches the ball. That's when, that's when the play starts. If that, and if Nick, that could happen, I would and Nick Bosa get rid of him too. That racist. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's a little <laughs> racist. We don't need him. We don't need him there. Um. All right,
1: Let, let's uh, let's recap these playoffs here. We'll, we'll kind of go a little rapid fire. I just want your thoughts from each and every single game. Wildcard yeah, Weekend, if you guys remember, we started a couple weekends ago. And the first game was the Texans and the Browns. Where the Texans handled business at home. Yes, they did. <laughs> one take one takeaway from that game. What'd you guys think? CJ Stroud, that dude. Is he? Yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for CJ Stroud's
2: career. That I was a too. good that was a very impressive rookie year, and I'm very proud of him. I think he's gonna be someone I... that I'm gonna be excited to watch.
1: I think a bigger takeaway was um january joe threw the game away oh that too and sixes.
2: uh nico collins yeah, watch out in the draft next year's draft you oh, might fantasy? want to keep an eye on him yeah. oh yeah
1: <laughs> yep I, I, I that's a good take as too. much as
2: that name doesn't sound great to me he's no. been freaking nasty
1: he was a he was
2: a team. silent silent dog this silent year. but deadly I yeah, could Craig be a said, stellar seller. Craig said,
1: "Craig said Glenn's not gonna buy an Eagles shirt.'
2: Yeah, it's a like Bill shirt.
0: Craig, suck my balls. Is that care. is that a jet sweatshirt? No, it's Nike.
1: <laughs> um,
0: it's a vintage shirt. No one shit on me for a Raiders shirt. I've had my Raiders shirt for <laughs> years. That's because like, you can get you don't have nah, your Raiders shirt. I,
1: I thought you were just supporting, you know, West Coast." Yeah, right. N.W.A.
0: You know? <laughs> I still can't watch that movie. It gives me PTSD. Alright, alright. <laughs> um. Anyways, um, yeah, before Following game,
1: after uh, Texans-Browns, was one of the coldest games ever in Arrowhead when the Miami Dolphins played the Chiefs on Peacock. Yeah, freaking streaming takeover on that one. Um, What's the problem?
2: You don't got Peacock? I don't, but... I'm just getting annoyed with the streaming services. The streaming wars. Uh, But that's a whole other topic for a show we're
1: we're not going to do. We've only just begun.
0: I know. I know. Every time someone says that, I always think of Chubbs. R.I.P. Chubbs. Yeah, Rip Chubbs, man. That sucks.
1: We've only only just just begun. That game. Shut up, Happy. (laughs) So
2: So when we had our... Other podcast, I picked the Dolphins. Yeah. But when I dolphins. learned about the weather, negative twenty and snow, I was like, Chiefs all the way. The so Dolphins the- are the biggest, like they need they're they're they can beat anybody, but they need everything to be perfect. I'm talking a nice seventy five <laughs> degrees sun. So perfect,
1: perfect field. Let me get and then they straight. can front house, but So, before you heard the weather was going to be like that, what did you think the weather in a night game in Kansas City at Arrowhead was going to be? I wasn't thinking, okay? In January. I wasn't thinking.
0: Well, I mean, in Suze's defense, it also was like one of the top five coldest games in the history of the NFL, I'm pretty sure. It
2: might as well have been in Antarctica. They should do that sometime.
0: Can't. I mean, they have a game in Brazil. Like, might as well have one in Antarctica. Why not?
2: The Dirt and
1: Dung game. Anyways, what did we learn from that game? Uh,
2: that if you even throw any type of adversary to the Dolphins, they're going to crumble.
0: Like a cheap suit. Two would not that guy. No. Unfortunately. And I didn't even think that the and I Oh, huh.
2: I will get to this, I guess, for the Super Bowl take about the Chiefs. But I do have something to say about this game regarding them. I'll I'll save it for the end.
1: I'll save All right. It um moving on to sunday i believe the first game on sunday wild card weekend was uh, the um, eagles
0: cowboys bucks no or, that was monday night
1: that was monday oh
0: oh it was supposed we have to be Steelers. bill Steelers. Oh, i was supposed Steelers
2: to be right yeah i have our bra- our pigskin bracket right here if you need any a, help with anything scores uh, up. and whatnot <laughs>
1: All right, so I guess the first game on Sunday was technically uh, the Green Bay Packers going to Dallas Cowboys. Uh Uh-oh. And um, (laughs) I don't think I've ever felt more of like a punch in the gut before while watching a sports event. This was, I picture... And I
2: just just thought of this Spongebob reference when the jellyfishing episode Patrick and Spongebob take Squidward jellyfishing and they're so happy. They're encouraging him, encouraging him to go after the giant jellyfish and like, yeah, Squidward, you got it. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then they just watch him get obliterated and their faces just go from happy to like drastic or or whatever, astonished soul ripped out of them. That's what I picture happening to you that week, that game. Um. Is I something? Sunday had every 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 chance to win that game. Like this is this is their this is their playoffs right here. Listen, I'll, I'll walk every... and pick them to win.
1: God damn! I'll walk it. you. I'll walk you through it. Okay, it was my experience. Um, that's Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I'm actually supposed to meet work friends for some drinks and dinner, but I'm thinking, oh shit, it's the same time as the Cowboys game. is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go to the place that we're supposed to meet up at. We weren't supposed to meet till six. I'm going to go there for about four, grab some drinks, watch like the first half of the game, finish the game there, and then we'll be good. So I'm sitting at a bar, you know, by myself. There's other people around. Bartender's got a Michael Parsons jersey. On. I was like, oh, man, let's go. I said, big day today, you know, let's do it. I said, I'll get a drink or whatever. And uh, kickoff happens. I order a margarita. And... Uh, Drinking my margarita. Cowboys have the Packers, I think, third and long. Penalty, you know, extend the drive. I said, here we go. This is how it's going to go. You know, it's going to continue to go that way. They convert on another third down. March down the field like nothing happened. Aaron Jones touchdown. (laughs) One margarita done on the ground. So, uh, that's (laughs) there. Come back. Cowboys go, I think, three and out. Ball through C.D. Lamb's hands on uh, play over the middle. That's plump. punt. Okay. That's fine. Kick the ball off. Defense probably get the ball back, right? Nope. They come down again. Somebody's wide open. Jordan Love finds them. Aaron Jones touchdown. Another margarita down. And I'm like, I'm going to drink a margarita for every Aaron Jones touchdown. I'm going to be in trouble. So it gets to the point where the Packers have now taken – A 20 to nothing lead. And everybody's saying, what the fuck's going on? My phone's blowing up. Glenn, what's happening? Oh, my God. I got three different group group chats texting me saying, what's happening? What's going on? Here I am, you know, trying to join my beverages, trying to watch the game, trying to not, you know, trying to be positive, trying to be like my blood type, you know. I'm trying to rationalize this and say, okay, it's 20 to nothing. I said, we get the ball back at half. All we got to do is come down, get a touchdown, get the ball back at half, score again, one score again, right back in. I said, this isn't out of reach. So I don't know if I went to take a drink from my margarita or answer somebody's text. And uh, I'm looking down. I look back up, and Darnell Savage is going the other way, about 60 yards with the football from a Dak uh, Prescott interception. And I Good said, God. "Oh, oh this this is over. <laughs> this is," I said. They're up now. It's going to be. I think it was twenty eight nothing because I think they went for two. Um, yeah, from the jump, the Dallas Cowboys got outplayed on offense, defense, special teams, coaching, ownership, fans, grass, every aspect of the game. The you could think be... of the Green that Bay was... Packers were better on that Sunday than the Dallas Cowboys. I've never you know, seen. It was even close. It wasn't even close. And you know, and that's the thing. People want to put it on Dak doing this and that. I'm I'm looking at Jordan Love complete third and long conversions to guys who are wide open with nobody within 10 15 yards to them and i'm saying
0: what is going going on easy
1: like like it it was crazy it was out it was the craziest thing i've ever seen from the expectations that were brought up for the dallas cowboys this year for the season that they had to face a team like the green bay packers Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you what a team with absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain is a dangerous team because the Packers almost did the same exact thing the next week to the San Francisco 49ers.
0: They should have done the same thing. They should have.
1: But they didn't. And
0: um, yeah, I, I got
1: this is Dallas Cowboys, man. And I, 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 got think, a question. I think I think the the more it happens and the more this continues, that much more weighs on their shoulders, weighs on Dak Prescott's shoulders weighs on the coach's shoulders, weighs on the team's shoulders. Because when a normal NFL team gets down 7-0 or 14-0, ah, there's a lot of time where we know who we are. But because it's the Dallas Cowboys and because of their history over the last 27 years, it felt like the game was just completely taken away from them from the jump. The wind knocked out of their sails. The team has no fight back instance. In the regular season, they might. I've seen Dak Prescott have a bunch of comebacks by multiple scores and this and that. But in the postseason, that whole team absolutely crumbled. And uh, it starts with your coach and getting your team ready. And now he's – the news that you forgot to mention, Mason, is that Mike McCarthy will be returning. to The oh, Dallas Cowboys right. in 2024. Sorry, he wasn't, he,
0: he wasn't a new hire, so I forgot.
1: And – He will be returning for 2024 with no extension. Dak Prescott has no extension. Jerry Jones has declared that in 2024, the Dallas Cowboys will be going all in. What the fuck have we been doing for the past 27 (laughs) years? Because I'm pretty sure we've had good enough rosters to where it looks like we're pretty damn all in. To say that now, now we're going all in? Oh, oh sorry, Jerry. Before I thought, you know, we were just, you know, we haven't reached our potential yet. Now we're going all in. Now's the time. Now he's Now's out. Now's the himself. time. Now he had enough. You know, yeah. It's a whole load of shit. The the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise and organization, Jerry Jones don't care about winning. He he the moment he stopped caring about winning is when he fired Jimmy Johnson. That's how it goes. Um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, it makes, if it makes you this. feel
0: any better, Glenn, um, the the Washington Commanders saw Dan Quinn's defense piss down a leg and their leg and said, we want that guy as our head coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the biggest testament, um, to what you're saying is that I don't think it's, it's definitely not a talent issue with the Cowboys. They had one of the best defenses in the league. They had one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Dak so- Prescott had, had a, a fantastic year, a career year. Um, and I think based on what happened in that game, it's 100% coaching. I mean, there's no reason for players to be not just one blown coverage, but there were several instances where, and it's not even like their dynamic playmakers on their team. It was like their bum-ass tight end their second yeah. tight end yep. it's like catch and run for 60 guys? yards yeah that was when I watched that and I I was like oh wow they're hooked like what the fuck what, what is going on here
1: I've never seen anything like it before and uh yeah it's one of those things nothing's gonna change until somebody dies <laughs> and that's somebody unfortunately has to be Jerry Jones because as long as he is the head of the command. It's not going to
2: change. Well, he is old, so. You
1: you think after what I've seen this season and what I saw all these years leading up to this that I'm excited about the Dallas Cowboys going all in in 2024? The only thing I'm excited for is maybe fantasy. Maybe I'll draft C.D. Lamb. Maybe I'll get Dak Prescott. Maybe I'll pick up Derrick Henry if the Cowboys go in and get him. That's all I'm excited about because come January, I know who the Dallas Cowboys are. You know who the Dallas Cowboys are. (laughs) We and, all... and, the, and the sickest part about this. Still, my team. That's your core that. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have loyalty to the things that you care about, what does that say about your character? Right, means you don't care Wait. about anything.
0: We missed. We missed the, or are we actually this game might have been on after. When was the Rams and the Lions on?
1: That was after. That was later that night. And by that point, all the margaritas were gone. Tequila shots were taken. I was seeing double. And I w- it did happen to see the score. And the Lions pulled off
0: a one-point victory, right, against the Rams. And yeah. honestly, that, that was the best game of the whole weekend. The rest of the games were fucking snooze fest. See you later. It was a good game. That game was a great. I was one of the best games of the playoffs, in my opinion. And I think it kind of. Uh, I watched the second up, of it. Lived up, I watched the whole thing. Actually, it was really. It was a really good game, um, and yeah, I, I was I I was thoroughly entertained. But obviously, I had picked the Rams because I had to root for my my man, my boys, Puka and Kyron, but. uh... You didn't have to. Nobody I did. forcing you to. Yeah, I, I forced myself, but... They were close. Like said, uh, they were close. Um, ultimately, Lions pulled it out. Yeah, yeah. they did. And um,
1: Monday, the Steelers put on a piss-poor performance in Buffalo, which allowed yeah, the Buffalo was... Bills to
2: advance to the divisional nothing round. To, nothing to talk about there. And
1: then Monday <laughs> night, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers put the last nail in the coffin to the Philadelphia Eagles in one of the craziest collapses in one season I've ever seen uh, to that Eagles team. I don't don't know what the answer is to that. That's a whole topic for another time, but holy shit. I'd like to say it made me feel a little better about the Cowboys, but that is just – I don't get it. I don't get what happened to that team. Uh can't explain. I
0: had to wager. If I had to wager, I think it's a coaching issue. I think Sirianni, which also, just like the Cowboys, don't understand why they're bringing him back. Uh, they He completely lost the locker room. They don't want to play for him anymore. A.J. Brown was, like, throwing shade at the whole coaching staff. It's like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Jason don't Kelsey know.
1: retired, so push-push going to work
0: slow? Probably not as well, but I mean... I'm sure
2: it'll be above 50%. Hmm. Uh, But, I don't know. Is it... I mean, if it really is confirmed that that much weight is on the coaching um, element for why they sucked, then I guess why bring him back? But at the same time, he also was just at the Super Bowl. To cut him one year after that kind of seems a little harsh. A little uh, rash
1: of a decision. It's it's a it's a and the team was doing a, so
2: well too this year for bro, most of the season.
1: Mike McCarthy has the most wins in a three game span uh, for first like a head coach's first three seasons, twelve wins in each year, and he's essentially on the hot seat for twenty twenty four. People wanted his job after losing that playoff game, and all all that matters oh, is yeah, how you get pull. done in the playoffs. So to say that about
0: Nick Sirianni. I mean, I think that situation's actually worse. Because but I think also you look at the Eagles. I think their record wasn't indicative of how they were playing. No. They had a lot of close games against teams that should not have been yeah, close. But that's like true. early in this, they were ten and one. They the Patriots gave them a game in the week one. Obviously, knowing what we know now about how the Patriots season ended up panning out, that is a game they should have won, <laughs> won rather handedly. You know, um, there's there was a
1: report that like. Jalen Hurts and the offense were like changing plays that were like guided to them or something like last minute. I think that Seattle game where Jalen Hurts ended up throwing the interception like that yeah. wasn't a called play by the coach. Oh, man. Yep. That was, they they like took it upon themselves to do something different, which led to that result. And the players aided, I guess. But I crazy. Yeah. wild. Yeah. I can't help um, that. Moving on to the divisional round. The following Saturday, played first. We had the Texans and the Ravens. And yeah, Ravens handled that game. The lights yeah. were just too bright for the Texans. But
0: hey,
2: man, I, I give them so much credit. You know,
1: it they
0: was hung in there until half. Yeah, they hung in there for. And the then
1: I think the at halftime, Lamar kind of like chewed out the Ravens and was like. uh we're better than this. <laughs> we're actually a lot better than this. And then they proved it the second half, um, that night was also, right. Was it?
0: The night was oh, Chiefs Packers.
1: Killed, wasn't it? No Packers and, um, 49ers. 49ers. Yeah.
2: It was um, close. Packers. I forgot close. about that
1: one. But, uh, Brock Purdy did the damn thing. And, uh,
0: it's yeah, honestly kind do. of kind of crazy that they were even that close in that game because the Packers' defense isn't good. That's why it pissed me off. People were like, dude, Brock Purdy finally made a fucking game-winning touchdown drive. It's like, yeah, dude, he did it against one of the worst defenses in the league. The fact that they were even in that position, and they're supposed to be this great fucking team to begin with. Give me a break. Yep.
1: Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Lions had a little bit of a battle. That was a pretty good game, and the Lions prevailed, advancing to the NFC Championship. And then Sunday night, which was going to be the game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I want to talk about this game. Now,
2: this one is one that I feel like was one of my favorite ones, favorite games wanna, in the playoffs. I
0: want to talk about this game, too.
2: So, Sousa, what did you think? Oh, man, let's see if I can remember perfectly. Uh, I remember it being a shootout. Yes. from the get-go and it was great I mean, Bills are scoring, Chiefs are scoring Bills are scoring, answering back and then finally someone got stopped, but then the other guy got stopped and they both kind of struggled for a little bit and then ultimately the Chiefs um, took the upper hand Bills, there you go I remember that, at least I remember how it ended driving to come uh coming back down to drive for the game winning touchdown or game tying field goal and uh Josh Allen throws actually no no he goes Oops. for the end zone on third and third down when he had Stefan Diggs for a first down which I saw on my TV I didn't see the guy deep I understand taking the shot but he, he did it and he missed now almost I lose fourth down and they fucked up um I forget if there's any like uh questionable decisions beyond that
1: I have, I have one that was Honestly, yeah, they, I might need some. Should have cost them the game remember. and Sean McDermott his job is the fake punt in their own territory. Oh
0: my god, I forgot oh. about that. Dude. Yeah, that's right. I because that shit pissed me off so much. Dude. I don't I don't I don't,
1: I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I mean I I I get it. You know, you're doing a fake it's, punt, check them all, but in that game, that situation, they turn the ball over there. In a game where it's been a shootout, where your defense can't fucking stop the Chiefs. Chiefs come down to the red zone. They now have a chance to go up two scores, but Miko Hardman fumbles it for a touchback. And the Bills get the ball back. If it wasn't for that miracle, Sorry, that, that game's over if they score right there. Because the Bills weren't you know, they were coming down the field like they were before.
0: I, I can't believe that decision. And, Dude, uh, I... That game, that game pissed me off. As you know, I am self-admittedly a Josh Allen apologist, all right? I admit that. I'm biased. But the only reason why the Bills were even in that fucking game is because of Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay? Josh Allen was so fucking good in the first half. He didn't have a, sec- a good second half. I will admit that. Yet, at the same time, he had... Gary Sheffield, or whatever the fuck his name is, Sheffield, dropped two absolute bombs, and Stefan Diggs dropped a bomb. For, like, that right. would have been guaranteed touchdowns. And it's like, I remember watching ESPN the next day, and Ryan Clark was like, what are we just going to start uh, saying? Why can't Josh Allen win these games? It's like, dude, he was throwing to Trent Sheffield. Are we serious right now? And I understand. Look, he made the wrong read on that final play. Yeah. Ever? I'm, right? not, I'm not gonna. I'm not
1: gonna discredit that read for but, the whole four quarters that he put together.
0: Come on, like, yeah. can we be real here? Like, I understand. Okay. Like, Josh Allen's gunslinger. He's he can be a dumbass, whatever. But that game's not on him. And I agree with you, Glenn. I when the Bills did that fake punt, I li- my jaw was on the floor. I was like. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't have a problem necessarily at that point with them going for it on fourth down. You're almost in midfield. You want to go front and fourth down. Your defense hasn't been able to make a stop. Fine. It was fourth and three, I want to say. So yeah. it's pretty short yardage. Put the ball in your best player's hands. Yeah,
1: if you want to go for Why
0: it. Why are you giving the ball to DeMar Hamlin? Because you want a nice storybook ending? Oh, Is that what man. you want? Come on, dude. Like that's so dumb, man. I yeah, don't, right. I don't get it. Craig says no. It.
1: Nobody scares me more than Josh Allen, and I, I think when it comes to facing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, there's two guys. Two guys are the only ones who. Well, one of them's retired, so there's three guys. That's the third one's Tom Brady. There's two guys who can go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and actually give the Chiefs a run for their money. Number one's Josh Allen. Number two is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was hurt this year. That's it in the whole league. That's it. That's, that's the only in, – in, in, in the playoff stage, you bring back that 13 seconds game, uh, Josh Allen was impeccable. Patrick Mahomes was impeccable. That's on the defense, Buffalo Bills. Yes. This past game, yeah, it's on the defense. As, as impressive as Josh Allen was, Patrick Mahomes was scoring quicker on less plays. Even more impressive. That's on the Bills' defense.
0: I mean, they, they had. To, we, to be fair, they did have a lot of injuries, but that's I mean, fine. still. But to be fair, stop. this stopped. Kansas
1: City offense has been booty cheeks all year, and you're letting this happen to you. And 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 I talked about this before going into the playoffs. I had the sizzling hot take that the uh, the Chiefs wouldn't lose another game going towards the Super Bowl a few weeks before, but I think they lost that Raiders game. Uh, yes,
2: they did. Somewhere
1: in there. When you get to these situations where you have that playoff experience, it's so fucking important because guys just find a way to lock it in like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Travis Kelsey. Look what Kelsey's been doing on this playoff run after having a subpar, you could say, down year from Travis Kelsey's yeah. standards.
0: When yeah. he did the no. Baltimore
1: game. We'll talk about that too. Now he's right is, back it, in it. It, it, it. plays. It's so important. And you can see how that that factors in against, you know, guys like like Josh Allen, I guess you could say he's been on the stage. Joe Burrow, same thing. They've been there. Mar Jackson, he hadn't been there. And that team, when we talk about it, we will, but all these other teams too. It, it's it's uh it's such an intangible having that experience. And that's why the Patriots, too, were so good for so long. Because Tom Brady had seen everything that got thrown at him.
0: They just had the pedigree that if a team walked into Foxborough, they just pissed down their leg because they were just even in the
1: Super Bowl. You have Pete Carroll with Marshawn Lynch at the two yard line, and you're psyching yourself out because you know that's Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots and that defense.
2: Bill Belichick's ex when you're
1: up 28 to three in the fourth quarter, you're saying, God, we still got to keep piling on, we need to throw the ball do the smart thing, run the fucking ball. And you take a sack, you get knocked out of field goal range, you lose the game in the worst choke ever in the Atlanta Falcons. That is because the New England Patriots have been there before and they put that mindset in you. And that fourth and three fake punt was in Sean McDermott's head saying, I got to do yeah. something because 100%. we can't we can't stop
0: these guys. 100%. Crazy. I completely agree. I think Absolutely um, crazy. This, is, this is a quick aside, but I think – Kelsey, what Kelsey's doing right now is giving me flashbacks of do you guys remember Gronk in 2018 the last time the Patriots won the Super Bowl yeah. he was ass all season he was terrible who are for Gronk standards you know what i mean like he was he was bad he was yeah. he was not good but in the playoffs he was nails and he in the Super Bowl he was nails
1: you did the he same thing good. with the buccaneers
0: yeah yeah
1: all right so, yeah. I- I, I'm telling you, these, these great players, they find a way to show up in big moments. And uh, Chiefs are going to continue to do that. And, and, and you know, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, as Travis Kelsey stays and these other guys get more familiar with the Chiefs on defense, too. Um, so where do we leave off? Chiefs-Bills. So now we move to Championship Sunday where we have the Chiefs and the Ravens. Hmm. And I I have never seen uh, a, a, a more – forceful stream of piss run down <laughs> someone's <laughs> leg. Yeah, these <laughs> games I remember Baltimore the most.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was putrid. Putrid. Yeah, And they were in the game the whole time because they weren't down much. And they had a quick score. It was 7-7. Seven to seven. It's like, okay, here we go. And then that was it. The Chiefs and, didn't do too much. Time... They got to 17, but the Ravens couldn't do anything right. Anything.
1: And, and credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been... The best part about this team all year and going into the playoffs from having Patrick Mahomes and what this defense is doing, that was the reason why I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. In my opinion is a, I keep saying this, this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had as a Kansas City Chief. And they did their part. In, yeah, Chiefs D won that game. Chiefs D won that game because the offense had every chance to put the game away. Kansas City's offense and they couldn't do it. Granted, Baltimore Ravens have great defense too, but mm. just some of the miscues, man. The Zay uh, Flowers fumble. Uh, I don't blame uh, him for that. I I would have wanted everyone to go for that freaking
2: end zone. No, no, it was a great defensive it was, it was play. It was
0: first down. It was first down. You don't have to. It's right there. there, man. You don't no. have to do it though. My so my bigger my bigger problem with the Ravens. And look, Lamar Jackson did not have a good game. But why? <laughs> You are the best rushing team in the NFL. Why did you design a game plan against the Chiefs who, Craig and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure the weak point of their defense is their rushing defense. Yeah. Why would you design a play script where you don't run the ball? Are you upset that Justice Hill got the first carry? no 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 no. I'm upset that they had four carries in the second half I'm sorry that's huh. that's unacceptable especially with how close that game was I put that and look I put that just as much on the coaching staff as as a See, yeah no Raven, Ravens,
1: right. got, Raven's got, got, Craig says Ravens got down seven abandoned that identity we do that to teams all the time so Pat said it for years what is the number one thing we've said about the Baltimore Ravens about the San Francisco 49ers. You will see their true colors when they get down and when they're out. They're at their best when they have a lead and when they can sustain a lead because then that opens up everything, everything in your playbook. When these guys are down against good teams, they they don't know what to do and they panic. And it's like, you're down seven. It's one yeah. score. Just Crazy. do what you normally do. Do what got you here? You're here for a reason. It's because you're a good football team and because what you've been doing works. And, and it's, again, like I said before, I, I don't know if it's a psychic thing or whatever, but that, and I can't even, if you want to blame it on hardball, but he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Like, he of all people should know better. He's gone toe to toe with the best the AFC has had to offer. He faced Tom I, Brady all those years, he faced Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Like, He's faced Peyton Manning and the Colts and, and and like he's been there. He knows what to do. And what I just saw yeah. two Sundays ago was just I it, it doesn't matter. I mean, sense.
2: you could you could argue the running, the the decision to not run as much, but I I put a lot of blame on Lamar Jackson's play. Um I felt he could have run more often, which is a major strength and a major advantage of that offense and him as a quarterback. He could have run more often. And when he did run, I feel like he didn't take proper angles. He's too busy trying to juke and stiff arm where he, if he just got to the edge, he could have possibly had a touchdown or another 20 yards. And then, of course, who could forget the triple coverage interception to end the game? Like, what are we doing? Because those their last two drives, Zay Flowers and then the interception, were really good drives. They were just going down. Looked like they were about to make this a game again and come back. And unfortunately, Zay Flowers had what happened to him. But they were still in it.
1: He he had another interception, didn't he? Right, he had two picks. Um,
0: He did have, I think so.
2: I remember plenty of replays of him looking at the board and like throwing his arms up, slamming his helmet because he just disappointed in himself. He had
0: he had a second pick in the or he had his first pick, I think, in the first half. And then yeah, Craig. uh, Craig just said he also had a fumble picking a fumble that's yeah he had was. that strip strip sack in at the end of the first half I right. would say that's right yeah um, that was can't, can't happen, can't I, happen. I, I, I agree with you Susan in the, the sense pissed that Lamar leg. Jackson didn't play well but I don't think they were putting him in a position to succeed. that what I'm trying to say is I don't think they were putting him in a position to succeed and I'm not saying that like he is completely free of blame because he did not play well but yeah, that's, that's the MVP but the problem is, though, is that one of his best components is his leg. You can't you can't plan up one designed run for Lamar Jackson. You, you're putting him drop. You're dropping him back and putting him to. Pass. I think they did a
2: couple in, like near the red zone. But even I feel like him. He should have broken
0: away a couple times just out of the pocket. See the but... thing. The thing was weird to me. He looked. He looked not slow, but he didn't look as explosive as he used to be running the ball. In my opinion.
2: Yeah, that's when why I did. say I I don't think he ran effectively when he did run. and but, um,
1: But I don't know. Then, at the end of the that's, day. It's unfortunate. Chiefs won the AFC Championship. Later that day, we had an even bigger travesty. Oh,
2: my God. You talk about the Cowboys. You knew that they were going to lose as soon as they were down 20 nothing. I knew the Lions were going to lose as soon as what happened in the second half began to yep. happen. <laughs> it was like the momentum. Is, Mo took off his Lions jersey. Put on the 49ers jersey <laughs> Mo- at halftime, and it was over, like, from the get-go.
1: Do we have a uh, Detroit? Let's see. This this one I could talk a lot about. Go ahead, Susan. I mean, start us
2: off. All right, so the Lions were kicking ass. It was 24-7 at the half. Am I right?
1: You are right. I'm looking at the box score right
2: now.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so. The Lions
2: just couldn't do anything wrong in the on offense in the first half. And they had a commanding lead. Um, I don't know who got the ball back,
0: but 49ers got it a half.
2: So they, they outscored came down, kicked the field goal, start uh the second half. They outscored the Niners 24 to 7 in the first half. Now, anything that can happen in the first half can happen the other way in the second half. So you gotta understand that maybe there's a chance the Niners can outscore. The Lions 24 to 7 in the second half. But only then are we tied, right? So to me, it's like just you should be playing conservative. At this point, like the the Niners are in such a hole that even the smallest amount of points, field goals, will give you an a, a massive advantage. Um, and yet they go for on fourth down, not once but twice. Um, the Niners getting ridiculous plays like block Purdy avoiding sacks, use check make, and toe tab toe drag swags, you have the interception off the dude's face on the Lions, bounce up, caught by the Niners, just unbelievable shit, and of course the Lions offense couldn't do anything they had uh, not, no points until like the last freaking uh, seven minutes or something it was so absolutely horrendous
0: there was a time, this is what happened the, the game changed right when the Lions opted not to kick that field goal on ah, four so 3
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I want to back up a little bit. Before the half, the Lions are up 21 to 7. They get the ball fourth and goal. 24 to 7, I'm pretty sure. I know, I'm saying 21 to 7, right before half. Oh, right. I'm sorry. They get the ball fourth and goal. And now you're thinking, ah, Dan Campbell, what's he going to do? Is he going to go for it here? No. He kicks the field goal and goes up 24 to 7, making it a 17 point game, a three score game going into half. Okay, Mason, they come down, they get into field goal range fourth and short. At the time, Dan Campbell decided to go for it. Here's the thing. I was okay with that decision to go for it uh, because they had just kicked a field goal. They were up 14, so it's 24 to 10. You just drove down the field to get into field goal range there. I'm okay with the decision to go for it because up until this point, the 49ers had only scored 10 points on you. They weren't proving that they could come down the field and go against your defense and do that. I'm okay with you adding on more points there and trying to dish more clock and extend that lead and kill them right there. If the Detroit Lions score a touchdown on that drive and go up 21 midway through the third quarter, that game's over. It is. So you could easily say the three points would be enough. You're no. saying the
2: Niners didn't have any no.
1: momentum. How That means three points would be just as devastating. No, the momentum changed when you have an interception bounce off a guy's face and Brandon IU catches it for a big game and puts them mm-hmm. in a one-spot play to bring the lead within one score. That's when the momentum changes. I'm fine with the decision going for it. You can say, yeah, you can take the three, still go up three scores. I'm fine with that decision because that game's over if they go up 21. That's three touchdowns rather than just three scores and a field goal. There's still plenty of time to come back from 17, whereas scoring three touchdowns and – like, what the Lions were doing. Like, you could have
0: sucked the life out of that building. I'm okay with that fourth and three decision. No, see, from, from what I was going to say is the 49ers had no momentum, right? They drive down the field. They get their first offensive points since, like, the very first few minutes of the game when they are their first drive or whatever, right? They score those points. You come down, kick a field goal, put it right back up to 17. So, you say, doesn't matter. You scored points. We're still at the same deficit that we yeah, were yeah. five minutes ago. Doesn't fucking it's matter. Completely eliminates the their time. like fuck. We got to score touchdowns that puts more pressure on them to have to execute because it's also three scores at that point. I'm you take the points. I understand that's that's Dan Campbell's philosophy, and I'm not gonna shit on him as hard as other people have. Uh, well, I'm, I'm but, gonna shit on him, but
1: I'm, I'm gonna say in that situation at that time. I'm okay with him going for it at that point in the game. Because like I said, you had a chance to basically end the game there. If you can come away with the touchdown, go up 21. Where they, where the momentum swift, uh, switch sides. Oh, I see what's That's, on your mind. Swift is on my mind. New album dropping, <laughs> by the way, in case you haven't heard.
0: Jesus. Um,
1: <laughs> Not a sponsor, yet. Like I said, deep pass. Should have been an interception. Again, uh, a play that could have demoralized the San Francisco 49ers, that pick bounces off his helmet, Brandon Ayuk catches it, sets him up in a perfect spot to bring it to a one-score game which they do. Now, now, I don't know if it was that same drive or no, it was a couple drives after because the 49ers
0: did they tie it or take the lead? No, so what happened was for the next fourth Lions down went Lions went for it on fourth down. Turned it over on downs. Purdy throws the bomb, bounces off the dude's dome, into Ayuk's hands, sets up a rushing touchdown for McCaffrey. McCaffrey I yep. Then Lions get the ball back. Jameer Gibbs fumbles. Fumbles.
1: Okay. Yep. Oh, that's right. 49ers get help. the
0: ball back right in the red zone. Yeah. And then that fumble is huge too. I think uh either think Ayuk, Ayuk scored a, a touchdown. A touchdown, I think.
1: yeah, he did. It was passing touchdown. Ayuk. So game's tied now. And you're going into the fourth quarter. And I think they – I don't know if they took the lead. What score do you have mentally at this point? I, I think it's t- – I'm trying to think when that second-fourth down play was where they went for it instead of kicking the
0: field goal. I Were think, they tied? No, I think the 49ers had already scored their next touchdown. I'm pretty sure. I want to say. I got look at this. I, I, actually, no. No, 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 no.
2: I think the Lions
0: were losing
2: when they they went for that fourth
0: down play. Maybe. Yeah, because they would have had to get, I think they would have had to get a touchdown and a goal anyway.
1: They're down 10. Yeah. They're down 10. And 34 to 24. Yes. No. No, they're down three. Oh, I gotta find this because this is gonna drive me nuts.
0: Well, see, I I think what you originally said, Glenn, was right. I think they were down ten because I remember saying I didn't have as much of a problem at that point with them going forward on fourth down. I think at you're that right. Point, you have to, you have to, you have to score twice anyway. Because I so, remember, like they they
2: scored. They were, the touchdown after. they were down
1: three. They were down three. They're down three. They're in field goal range. There's seven minutes left in the game, 738. The score is 27-24, 49ers. 49ers tied the game, then they kicked the field goal to go up 27-24. I'm looking at it right now. I got it on YouTube. Yeah. Lions have the ball fourth and three on the 30 yard line. Okay, seven minutes left in the game. They kicked the three points. Now it's a tied game. That's yep, the point even. where that, that is where you don't go for it because now you don't you don't get it 49ers have a chance to go up two scores whereas if you do kick the field goal the most they can go up is one score yeah and right and whereas and whereas you take say, say if you convert and then you take the touchdown lead sure you have the lead but the 49ers should still come down and get a touchdown which is what they did yeah so now you miss out on this fourth down conversion. And now the 49ers come down, take a 10 point lead. It's a two score game. So now you're battling. They have all the momentum. And now you got to come back down two scores to try and tie it up. The risk reward wasn't worth it. Right. On that. And then they get to the final, one of their final drives within two minutes. They still have three timeouts. Yep. They're, they're third in- in goal, right and goal. And they decide to run the ball. And they yes. do not get in. And down Dan 10. Campbell has to use a timeout, which essentially loses them the game because they only had two timeouts, couldn't stop the clock to get the ball back. That timeout is so huge, and it's not being talked about enough. Oh, yeah. Because even if you even if you kick the onside kick, don't get it, you still can stop the clock three times and give yourself a chance. But it's just it's so yeah, my, many things.
2: My 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 rationale behind how that must have come about is because it was third down. So that means they failed twice to throw it and he's like you know we're such a good running offense this is how we get our touchdowns this is our highest probability chance of scoring a touchdown again risk reward hell no awful decision but I that's what I think he must have thought was that this
1: is our best play to get he, a touchdown. He, he's, he said that in the press conference he said he's, he, like, he, he admitted he screwed up he said I assumed that he said I thought we were going to get in on third down and that's a, a and huge the his balls but, are the, too but, big. but the thing is too he doesn't need to do that because even if you don't get it on third down, on fourth down, you kick the field goal to make it a one-score game.
2: With three timeouts. Yeah. That, With yeah, three timeouts. I forget about that element.
1: That's what I'm saying. So the clock management. Overall. It, like, overall, like, I've never, that one, you, you could blame the Gibbs fumble, you know, doing whatever, but I've never seen coaching decisions impact a loss like that game did. The Lions I, had that game. I will say I
2: blame everything. I'm not only putting it on the coach because everything coach. had to go wrong in order for them to lose. And that's exactly what happened. Is it Dan Campbell's fault no. that Reynolds dropped the fourth down conversion? No. Is it his fault that Gibbs fumbled? No. Is it his fault that IU made a stupid catch deep down off of someone's head? No. Like. But is it their fault that they were put in that fourth down position, that they were put in that, you know, down 10 you know, instead you, of down 7? You,
1: you're, you're giving them too much credit because the coach Everybody's can bail you out of these up. situations. And and because you don't convert these fourth downs, you are now giving the other team Mo. He has put on the 49ers jersey because <laughs> of your coaching decisions. That's what I'm saying. I'm, there's more
2: elements to it. Like, they had the fourth down conversion. The dude dropped it. Like,
1: but that, That's the gamble the you take. But that's the gamble you take. You know what it takes to convert a fourth down. You know that this could possibly happen. You know that somebody could drop it. You know there could be a botch snap. Anything can happen, but you have to play it safe when you have a trip to the Super Bowl on the line for the first time in franchise history, and you have defense a twenty-four too. to seven lead. The defense goes
2: from letting up seven to letting up fucking 29, 28 or something like that's I'm, I'm, on them I'm, too I'm, in like, one quarter.
1: It, one-half bad. As bad as it was to be a Cowboys fan in these playoffs, I am sick to my fucking stomach if I'm a Lions fan. They had Ford MC Field
2: filled up with Lions fans for yeah. a viewing party. So they watch didn't the show game. them after that first no, time. That, that, after that, that, that is, first quarter? <laughs> that is all-time bad. All and that time. is exact, like, that. to think that it couldn't get any worse for a Lions fan in terms of bad luck and heartbreak, like, this is the cherry on top.
1: It's unreal. It's absolutely I would rather suck and be 0 and 16 than to get to where I was with the Detroit Lions and know that the Super Bowl was right in my grasp and lose that way by that. It's it's not even like it's not even like the 49ers played like the better team that day. They literally were handed the game to them from turnover by Jameer Gibbs, bad coaching decisions.
2: Yep. There you go. And- I yeah, will okay. say that they definitely Niners turned it up uh, Purdy looked better. The offense was making some better plays, but you're right. They should not have won that game, even if they yeah. did play hot because they but were down like, so
0: much. I still have not seen one, like, you know, defining like, wow moment from like Brock Purdy. Like Glenn said, the Packers and the Lions, both, both weeks, they lost those games. The 49ers didn't win them. Yeah. They lost the one. Like, the one play for Purdy,
2: it was. I think he like somehow he a, he did a not get sacked. It was like yeah. unbelievable how he didn't get sacked and he found like, a use check on the freaking end, uh, right on against the, the sideline for a, a first down. I was like, holy shit! I was like, Pat like, Mahomes, slippery esque kind of. But that's what move. I'm saying.
0: It's like, it's like, oh, okay, dude. He can he can scramble in broken coverage. <laughs> you know how many other shit bums can fucking do that. It was an impressive. I can scramble. do that. No, it was. It,
1: I I'll give, I'll give Purdy his props because. And the second half, Purdy turned it up, and I, I told <sighs> the guy in our fantasy league—not our fantasy, league, but the fantasy I'm in—who in, says Brock Purdy's the top five quarterback. Top I told five. him, I told That's him if Brock—I told him if Brock Purdy plays like he did in the second half, the whole Super Bowl for four quarters, I will be the first person to come to you and say Brock Purdy's the top five quarterback. I said because he turned he turned it up against the Lions in the second half. He
2: did. Top I give him that. Five.
0: Top five. five. I mean, Nick top Foles five, had a,
2: frack, a great Super Bowl. He's not top five. Yeah, right. that's true. That's a good point. Right. But I
1: know what you're saying. Uh, um, it's no, just he, outrageous. He, his top five take was mid season. I believe it was after
0: week four or five when the 49ers beat the Cowboys and shot on us. That's, that's wild, dude. I know someone could be top five from throwing passes to the sidelines. That's crazy. Which he, is exactly that happened a lot. This in that is game my, so 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 <laughs> it's, it's my it's myself.
1: It's Craig, and it's Chad Willard, and we are just in awe of this top five take when you have a guy throwing to all pros, and he's throwing the ball sideways. and oh, That's what I'm this, saying. And we're all just like, why? Like we take turns trying to argue against him on this top five thing. And he's like, make me a list of quarterbacks you'd rather have instead of Brock Purdy. And my list was like 16 quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, I, like, I can
0: do that easy. What I was like,
1: I'm pre- we, we did it before the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure I had two on there. And then after the Chiefs game, I was like, I crossed out to I you was like,
0: nah. <laughs> I was like, I'll take Birdie over Tua. That's crazy, but, uh, dude. I yeah. would take so many guys over Brock Birdie. That's insane. So, oh, my God.
1: Now yeah. the 49ers are set to go to the Super Bowl to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Here we are. Super yeah. Bowl Sunday is coming up. Who wins this game and why? Chiefs, Niners. I'm
2: going with the Niners on this one. And here's why. Now, I know the lights might be too bright. That's always an element, but it's hard to measure exactly how big of an element that is. Just based on the play, I got to give it to the Niners because the Chiefs, although they're going to be in the Super Bowl, based on the play, they had one really good offensive game that was against the Bills. The The Dolphins game, Craig was pulling out his hair because all they were doing was kicking field goals, and which is honestly... That's kind of the moral of the whole postseason is take your points because that's what the Chiefs did against the Dolphins. And that's what the Bills didn't do. That's what uh, the Lions didn't do. They didn't take the field goals. Anyway, they didn't play well against the Ravens. They only scored 17. They could have lost that game, but Lamar pissed on his leg in the strongest stream you've ever seen. <laughs> Bills, he, he turned it up, but like, there was so much... The Chiefs didn't play well offensively all year, and I still see signs of that, even though they've won three straight. Um, I think it was more so on the other teams that didn't that didn't step up when they had the chances. The Niners, I feel like, are going to step up when they have that chance because they just have too many good players, and I think that's going to make the difference. I think the Niners' offense is going to be better than the Chiefs' offense.
1: Uh, I think, with well, all due respect, I think you're wrong. And I think here's the difference. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be better than the Niners' defense. And I think that's what's going to come. And
2: down that could to. be it. That could be it.
1: But what
2: does that end up being? Close game.
1: I, I think. Be, I think. So. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be yeah. similar to what uh, we saw last week. I don't think it's going to, last last year. I don't think it's going to be much of a shootout as the uh, Chiefs Eagles was last year because they were just all both teams are clicking on all cylinders, but. Let's not forget these teams faced each other in the Super Bowl what 4 years ago? Was it Jimmy wow. G? Yeah. It was Jimmy G, but a lot of those same players are still on this 49ers team. I, I like Shanahan still the like coach.
2: Purdy's clutch ability if, as weird as it says as it is saying that. I think he's he has a more clutch gene than Jimmy G does
1: does. But here's the thing, Does, does Shanahan have the clutch calls to make. Because there was a moment in that Super Bowl against Kansas City where uh, they had a chance to get points before the half, and they kind of bottled it in. And they were up 10, people forget, against the Chiefs too in that Super Bowl. And they still found a way to come back. I do back forget that, that game entirely. I really don't remember how that game went. It was oh, no. uh, 49ers were up 10 in the fourth quarter is all you need to know. And then Chiefs <laughs> came back and won it.
2: Yeah, there's uh... – I don't know, the, but, the they had, but they had Tyreek right
1: Hill. <laughs> that was that was the difference. Tyreek Hill had a big play. Um, yes, and that's exactly the how they beat downtown. the
2: Bills. I don't, whatever year that was, the the
1: thirteen second right. game. Well, last year they didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they put up thirty eight points against the Eagles.
2: Like another game where they seemed like they were in by the first half. Um, Eagles had a lot of momentum there.
1: Yeah.
2: It's gonna be tough, but I, I I just think that the Niners are more of a complete team. I just think Mahomes I, has that factor, you know. Yeah, factor. I think
1: I think Mahomes being the best quarterback on the planet, uh, Travis Kelsey, championship experience, Andy Reid. It's going to be the Chiefs. Has to be the Chiefs. Because I don't, Wait. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Brock Birdie, Super Bowl champion. It actually agree. makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Uh, I agree. Fucking it's fucking wild to think about. Sousa, you should know two things as a Patriots fan. Number one. Does not matter how many talented people you have on your fucking team, you can still lose in one game. Case in point: 2007 Patriots. Number two, the Chiefs are this year are this iteration of the NFL's uh Patriots. Doesn't matter what odds they are faced with. I will always find it extremely difficult to pick against the Chiefs in any scenario, as long as Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes are on the on the team. And until, that changes, that, that,
2: until is that changes honestly a true statement.
0: I can't, I I literally can't. And also, just for my gambling addicts out there, uh Patrick Mahomes is 14 and 2 all all time as a dog, uh, as an underdog. Chiefs are plus two and a half. Uh, and Andy Reed is 27 and 4. When he's had two weeks to prepare for a game, so Damn. yeah,
2: you know, it's, that's the, those are the intangibles that are hard to measure. But you're right; it's it really is the same element. They're proving it the whole the whole postseason that I didn't think they
1: really stood a chance in. I, they just I don't win. know. Who it's wins? Just... Uh, all right, let me tell you this: Who wins if if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Obviously, Mahomes has to win Super Bowl MVP. Correct?
0: No, it's going to be Pacheco. I'm kidding. Yes, it's Mahomes.
1: Yeah. All right, but if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, is Brock Purdy going to win Super Bowl MVP?
0: Oh, my God, I hope not. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I hope it's McCaffrey.
1: It
2: really depends. It would have to be like one player would have to have three touchdowns. Like McCaffrey would have to have three rushing touchdowns. Otherwise,
1: it might be Purdy. Hey, man, James White had three touchdowns against the Falcons. He didn't win MVP.
0: Yeah, but Brady also was – I want to hear, he also threw a pick six. I, I know he threw pick six. But i'm saying hopefully hopefully Brock Purdy just hands the ball off to McCaffrey McCaffrey has like 3 80 yard runs and then it's like undisputed so it's yeah. yeah um it's like most guy. importantly
1: what's the coin going to be heads or tails
0: bro my god tails, tails. never fails bro Come on. Fails. heads
2: i was wrong last year
1: but what's the coin toss gonna be heads or tails gotta stick with heads
0: tails hey Megan what's the coin toss in the Super Bowl gonna be oh special guest Bean Bean what do you think I think tails Tails. what'd she say she she said tails they both say tails yeah Haley is she there No answer. No, but the grill is. Sizzle hot
1: takes are brought <laughs> to you by Der Burgers. Susa, are the burgers good? Der. Der. Super Bowl
0: hot takes.
1: Mason, wanna start us off?
0: Yeah. Um, so there's been rumors that Travis Kelsey is gonna retire uh after This season ends, um, and I can't say I blame him. Taylor Swift is dominating the world right now. If I was him, I'd say, let me hitch my wagon. Pause. Uh, Time out. Pause.
1: So you're saying he should retire because he's dating Taylor
0: Swift? No, that's not what I'm saying. Can I finish what I was going to say? Yeah, go ahead. That's why I had to pause. (laughs) I'm not saying that he should retire because of that. There were already rumors that he was going to retire before this became like an even bigger thing than it is now. Uh, So anyway, just been rumors that Travis Cousins is going to retire. And I think this is going to be the perfect game for him to ride off into the sunset. And he's going to have three touchdowns. He's going to have the girl, the trophy, and the touchdowns. He's gonna have three touchdowns to match his three Super Bowl trophies that he's gonna have after the Chiefs and the three beat the kids shit. he's gonna have with Taylor. Exactly. After the Chiefs beat the shit out of the 49ers. Beat the shit? Wow. Yeah. So not a close game.
1: Does so he propose to her after the game? Oh my god. Uh you know I there's know a bet I... on
0: that. No.
1: It's no. like it'd be
2: like so such a cheesy thing, but it's like so perfect. How do you not do it? that's
0: like rom-com right out of a gym. movie
2: yeah see what i mean mm-hmm. but i mean, I mean I love how, you. How do you not
0: take that that's like that's like one step below of 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 running after the girl in the airport being like i'm sorry yeah okay or in the I ring want or something you.
1: when the astros won the world series carlos Correa proposed to his wife right after he won so yeah
0: but how long were they dating travis and taylor have been that's dating true. for what four months yeah. That's Although true. celebrities run in a different time, it's like they do. They
1: do. Yeah, they're like listen, four months is I like time years to this show. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you win or you out.
0: It's been eighty-four years.
1: Right. Sousa sizzling hot
2: take. Hmm. Uh, Who sizzling hot take? Is McCaffrey scores five touchdowns, and is the MVP? CMC MVP. I mean, Did you say five touchdowns. <laughs> I'm talking like Jamal Charles-esque, freaking Doug Martin.
0: Doug Martin. What a name. So, uh, let me have this Jonas, Jonas, Jonas Gray. Gray. <laughs> let me yeah, have this Jonas Gray. Gray.
1: So as great Never as forget. Christian McCaffrey has been in his all career. Right,
2: all right, all right. Four touchdowns. Darren that's all
1: Jones bad. special. That's all. That's four book. for four. I'm sorry. Four I got carried four. away. All right, all right, okay. I
0: was going to yeah, say, I don't dude, think tell tell he's going to score the $5 biggie bag. Let's relax. <laughs>
2: But MVP, though.
1: All right. Go on. Hot take. My sizzling hot take. uh, This goes against everything I wish for. Uh, Brock Purdy outperforms Patrick Mahomes. Throws for more yards, more touchdowns, better completion percentage, less turnovers. The 49ers win the Super Bowl, and I got to admit that Brock Purdy is the top five quarterback in the league. Oof. Yo. That's a good hot take to end on. No one wants that. Several hot takes on. were brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason. Are the burgers good? Der. Der. Gentlemen, I might be coming across some money. What? Hold on. Um
2: Craig said, what about my question for Sousa?
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Questions for Sousa. <laughs>
0: Craig, those are supposed to be anonymous, man. I wasn't Oh done. yeah. Greg, I wasn't done. I was going to talk about the second season.
1: Go ahead. Questions for Susan. What are your thoughts about the Detroit playoff full diaper? Do we blame the idiot coach or the players who forgot how to catch? Me personally, I blame Susan. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Um, he wrote that too? Yeah, he wrote he that. Was, okay.
2: That's good. No, I – yeah, I guess we talked about this, but I blame I think you it's a everybody. shared blame everybody. I mean, it's Dan Campbell's fault to make, to not get 3, it's it's Reynolds' fault to not catch on that fourth down conversion, it's Gibbs' fault for fumbling, it's the defense's fault for letting up fucking 30 points in the second half or close to it. You know, it, it's it's everything. Um, defense not catching interceptions, that they already blame them. But defense coach, offense not scoring points until the last fucking 5 minutes. It's is everybody, because that's the only way you could lose that game is if everyone chips in to lose. It's, it's that not bad.
0: True. Yeah,
2: it's not
1: true. There's a way you can win that game. It's called kick the damn ball. Kick the damn ball, you win the game. Hey, what if he misses the field goal? That's never then, a guarantee. Then you, then you, then you live with that. At least you tried. Then, and then it's you the blame, the, ball kicker. And then you the, blame the kicker ball and the offense's fault and the defense's fault. Then, then that's fine. But I, I would take less of the blame away from Dan Campbell. If you decided to kick and they missed it, I can live with that. That's what you pay the kicker money for to kick the That's damn field goals. A lot of pressure, but Hey, it's not a job I want to have. No nah. uh, question for Souza. Oh shit. What is your take concerning the AFC pissing down their leg in a year in which the chief's roster was down in talent? What's my take? I mean,
2: the Dolphins couldn't do shit in the weather. Saw that coming. Frauds. Um, unless 75 and Sony, then they're not frauds. Um, Ravens, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The Bills gave them the best shot, and as Mason described the game, it feels like they probably should have won that game. Um, but the Ravens didn't show up. Dolphins couldn't show up. All I'm saying is... They're lucky Joe
1: Burrow was hurt.
2: Yes, because again, with my Super Bowl take, I don't think the Chiefs, they they were better, definitely better than they were the whole season, but still not like not blowing me away to where I thought they'd still make it as far. I still thought the Bills would beat them. I still thought the Ravens would beat them. But it was the Bills and Ravens that just fucked up too much. I wouldn't say the the um, Chiefs screwed up anything.
1: Aside from that touchback. two thousand. 2018 Patriots vibes from these Chiefs. Shit. They, didn't, they didn't think they'd be there. I thought the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl that year, but D4 went offside.
2: Yeah. Um, that's just the only way to put it. The AFC pissed on their legs. Lamar Jackson pissed the hardest.
0: Speaking of that of that game, just kind of unrelated, I saw a TikTok. That was like the highlight package of that game. Great. Fun game. I forgot... Oh man, what a fucking game that game what was! Holy game. shit! What game? You know who, you know the AFC touch... Championship against the Chiefs, uh, Pat, oh, Pat's Chiefs in 2018. You know who oh, didn't man. touch the ball in overtime? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So. Is that
1: no, when the controversy was, was started?
0: So, so no. yeah, that was when it first started. And then was it?
1: Was... I thought I thought the, the Josh Allen Mahomes game was well, that was
0: that was the
2: following following year. I think that right? definitely did spark a lot more conversation. Maybe or was it
1: that the year there. after
0: that? I don't remember, but I think regardless. it was
1: 2020. Yeah. I think it was 2020 when the chiefs went to the super bowl. Cause that was the AFC championship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um, regardless, what a game.
1: Yeah. Let me see here. What I wanted to say was I'm coming across some money because
2: Yeah, second season.
1: The second season has been good to you, boy. Oops. Let's see here. I think I think I'm pretty sure I'm I'm gonna win. Craig can correct me, but you
2: can't have that much competition at this point. It's probably just like one other guy that might be able to score more. Oh my god. Because you have all Chiefs and Niners, pretty much. Um,
1: are you leading? I am. By how much? I'm going to check right now. Okay. So I'm in first place with 510 points. Second place is 478. But here's the kicker. I have the most players remaining out of anybody. I have 10 players left. Second place has four players. Oh. Third place has Seven. Six, uh, fourth place has six next closest guy to me has eight and he's in sixth place and he's b- down by like 70 points to me.
2: I mean, Damn. what you have to do is just look to see is does anyone have someone you don't? Because if you have all the players they have, it's it's over. It's, it's a lock,
1: right? That's what I'm saying. And I got like an 80 point cushion. So I'm pretty yeah, someone else fucking Damn, man. Uh, Good for you. Tony I'm in there. Give me up. my money now, Craig. It's,
0: it's my kidding. money and I need it now.
1: And, and, good, and good here's you, how you man. and a little tip. Here's how you play the second season, right? So when I made my roster, I made it up of um. Oh fuck! This fucking I can't even view my roster because this website sucks cock. Oops, poop, poop <laughs> sound, fart sound.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: How do I check? I can't even check it. Whatever. I made up my roster of mostly Chiefs and 49ers players because that's the last thing I wanted to see was Chiefs and 49ers in the Super Bowl. You know, I could have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, Cowboys, you know, I I want them going. But you go do the opposite. Last year I picked a lot of Chiefs and Eagles players. just so happens I didn't pick enough Chiefs and Eagles players. So, uh, yeah, picked a lot of Chiefs and Niners players. I picked uh, Jameer Gibbs. Dave Montgomery and Naaman Ra and C.D. Lamb. Those are my only other four players. Nice. The rest are all Chiefs Niners, and here we are in the Super Bowl. Good call. And, yeah, little something to boost my spirits after a horrible fantasy year. That'll do it. That will do it.
0: And Let's that'll go. do it for
1: us because yeah, Super man. Bowl Sunday is here. Um, we want to thank you, all of you who have followed along this year with us in the Stellar Shiller podcast. We appreciate your support. You're listening to us each and every single Tuesday besides these past two weeks. Um, but now here's where we say goodbye and we take a little hiatus. I would like before the draft starts, um, to do an off season episode talking about, the Patriots and their draft pick and what's going to happen and where other guys could land in the first round and what it means possibly for fantasy. And also, I'm if great. You're... coming out of
2: retirement.
1: Nope. Oh. And also, Sousa, we're in a couple of dynasty leagues together. If you mm-hmm. have dynasty rookie drafts, what players should get picked based on where they might land? So I don't know if we should do a, a preview episode just for the draft and then maybe a post episode for you. Dynasty roster? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll think of something. Um, but as of now, like I said, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, the listeners, for, for listening.
0: And, thank you. Uh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. We are we are all Chiefs fans this Sunday, baby. Except Susan, Susan, apparently.
2: Um, honestly, I don't care who wins because whoever loses, I'm gonna be happy with. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it.
1: Well, I just saw your hashtag, Susan. Finally.
2: I put the, that was like an hour and a half ago.
1: That's like a whole, whole other thing for a whole different podcast. There's some crazy stuff going on in the wrestling world right now. And uh, we wish you were yeah, a part of it. We do. All right, guys. For the last time this year, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.